0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Stephen King cast, one man's musings on the works of Stephen King. Once I reviewed each of his works in the chronological order of publication, but Ka is a wheel, it all goes round again, and here I am once more on the beginning of a new phase of the journey to examine each of the endings of the works of Stephen King to determine whether or not King deserves his reputation for having an inability to successfully land his endings. The focus of the podcast will be to examine the climax, the falling action, and the resolution of the endings to each of his novels and break it down by character, themes, conflict, and plot to determine whether or not it meets the criteria of being an objectively good ending. I will also weigh in on whether or not I happen to like the ending. The book that we are discussing today... It is the third installment of the dark Tower series the wastelands very excited to once again talk about the dark tower series the wastelands is a beloved entry um, in uh, this collection and it is a famous ending and so let's start talking about it but first in order for us to talk about the ending of the wastelands let me read the Wikipedia so that we have a context for um, that helps uh, the discussion. The story begins five weeks after the end of the drawing of the three. Roland, Susanna, and Eddie have moved east from the shore of the Western Sea and into the woods of Outworld. After an encounter with a gigantic cyborg bear named Shardik, they discover one of the six mystical beams that hold the world together. The three gunslingers follow the path of the beam inland to Midworld. Roland now reveals to his katet that his mind has become divided and is slowly losing his sanity Roland remembers meeting Jake Chambers in the way station, letting him fall to his death in the mountains. However, he also remembers passing through the desert alone and never meeting Jake. It's soon discovered that when Roland saved Jake from being killed by Jack Mort in 1977, he inadvertently created a paradox. Jake did not die, and thus did not appear in Midworld and travel with Roland. In 1977, New York, Jake Chambers is experiencing exactly the same crippling mental divide, which is causing alarm at his private school and angering Jake's cocaine-abusing father. Roland burns Walter's jawbone, and the key to his and Jake's dilemma is revealed, but to Eddie Dean, not to Roland. Eddie must carve a key that will open the door to New York in 1977. Jake abruptly leaves school and finds a key in a littered vacant lot where grows a single red rose. Jake is able to pass into Roland's world using the key to open a door in an abandoned haunted house on Dutch Hill in his place and time. The portal ends in a speaking ring in Roland's world. During this crossing over, Susanna has sex with the demon, distracting it while Eddie continues to carve the key which will allow Jake safe passage to Midworld. Once the group is reunited, Jake and Roland's mental anguish ends. Roland now has completed the task of bringing companions into his world, which he started in Drawing of the Three. Following the path of the beam again, the Kottet befriends an unusually intelligent Billy Bumbler, which looks like a combination of badger, raccoon, and dog with parrot-like speaking ability, long neck, curly tail, retractable claws, and a high degree of animal intelligence, whom Jake names Oi, who joins them on their quest. In a small, almost deserted town called River Crossing, Roland is given a silver cross and a courtly tribute by the town's last ancient citizens. The quartet continues on the path of the beam to the city of Ludd. Before arriving at Ludd, the quartet hear the drum beat from the song Velcro Fly by ZZ Top playing from the city, although Eddie at first can't remember where it is he has heard these drums before. Later, the drums are revealed as the god drums which Ludd's citizens fight to. The ancient high-tech city has been ravaged by centuries of war, and one sir of the surviving fighters, Gasher, kidnaps Jake by taking advantage of the near accident the team faced while crossing a decaying bridge. Roland and Oi must then uh, track them through the man-made labyrinth in the city and then into the sewers in order to rescue the boy from Gasher and his leader, the Tick-Tock Man. Jake manages to shoot the Tick-Tock Man, leaving him for dead. The Kotet is eventually reunited at the Cradle of Ludd, a train station which houses a monorail that the travelers use to escape Lud before its final destruction brought about by the monorail's artificial intelligence known as Blaine the Mono. The ageless stranger arrives to recruit the badly injured TikTok man as his servant. Once aboard Blaine, a highly intelligent computerized train, which is insane due to system degradation, it announces its intention to derail itself with them aboard unless they can defeat it in a riddle contest. The novel ends with Blaine and Roland's quartet speeding through the wastelands, a radioactive land of mutated animals and ancient ruins created by something that is claimed to have been far worse than a nuclear war on the way to Topeka, the end of the line. Okay, so let's talk about the ending, the famous ending, but the question is where do we start talking about the ending? Um, There's a couple ways of looking at it. Um, So if we start the with the climax and move onward the climax is the culmination of the conflict um so if the conflict is whether or not roland can save jake then we can start in lud when he finally truly rescues jake after um he is able to help jake escape the TikTok man which means that the following action would be escaping lud via blaine the mono because of the nature of the ending, the, the, the smash cut to cliffhanger, there isn't a resolution. Um, so, another way of looking at it, if we move the climax back to the resolution of the conflict, then you can argue that it takes place when they pulled Jake through the door. That's when the tension is at its peak. It moves the beginning of the ending further back into the story. Then the falling action would be the abduction of Jake and the rescue. And then the resolution would be them hopping aboard Blaine. So, either way, I'm going to be honest. The ending works. Um, I like the ending. Um, just so I can live in mid-world a little bit more, I'll move the ending back to the speaking ring Um when Jake escapes uh, Dutch Hill and, and makes his way back into Midworld. Okay, so here is the criteria for a good ending Does it provide an appropriate conclusion to its characters that are consistent with the characters' actions, conflicts, and themes from the book? Good Lord, yes. On all accounts. Right up to the very end, King is crafting rich characters and putting them through the ringer. Um, the TikTok man and Gasher. Though late additions to the story are instant classics, um, the the setting of Lud um, and and the inhabitants that we meet, including a insane artificial intelligence that's powering a monorail, um, is arguably one of the uh, most memorable creations in all of the Dark Tower. And uh, every time we, so you know. Th- what King does very well in this book is good news, bad news. Um, you know, uh, good news uh, we've made it to Lud. Bad news, Jake's abducted. Good news, um, Jake's uh, saved. Bad news, um, the the city is about to uh, be poisoned. Good news, we're uh, be able we're going to be able to escape um, the the city. Uh, bad news. Uh, we have to go through the wastelands. Good news, um, you know, we'll be safe as long as we stay on the train. Bad news, the train's insane and wants to crash us. Um, so it, by, by crafting this good news, bad news scenario, our, our characters are constantly ping-ponged between um, these, 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 these two poles. Um, and as a result, we, along with the characters, because the characters were so incredibly uh, drawn, um, both, both through the written word and through the art, uh, you know, we are along for the ride. Um, so yes, the 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 conclusion to the characters are are consistent to how the characters are are built. Um, uh, you know, Roland, who is suffering the entire book. Um, The love that he has and the guilt that he has is fully on display. Um, You know, you just feel it when he pulls Jake through um, how much the the death of the boy has been weighing on him and how much Jake has meant to him. And it's beautiful. Um, And everything is just uh, so well done in the end because of the way that King has crafted these characters. Next question is, does it successfully wrap up the plot? Specifically, did the events build upon one another with consistency? Um, I touched upon that with good news, bad news. Um, And many people will tell you that the Wastelands is their favorite of the Dark Tower books. Um, And one of the reasons is because of the way that he's crafted the plot. You know, there's a breather after Jake returns to Midworld. But when they're pulling Jake out, I mean, that scene is incredible. Um, Everyone has a part to play in bringing him back into this world. It's unfortunate that Susanna, the only female, is the one that's relegated to having to have sex with the demon, but it is what it is, Um, and spoilers for later Dark Tower books, if you haven't gotten farther down the road, um, don't listen to this part what I'm about to say, Uh, but you know, Susanna having sex with the demon is crucial to the birth of Mordred and the fallout of the Cotet itself. During that scene, Eddie has to carve the necessary parts to open the door. Roland has to jump through the door, and a very nice reversal of Jake falling from the first book. Uh, the cotet is formed for the first time. We get to Ludd. We meet Oi. We fall in love with, and we're teased with this little Billy Bumbler. We're teased with his death from the get-go. Jake is abducted. The strange world is made even stranger with Ludd, the inhabitants of of Ludd, uh, ZZ Top. The shootout, the appearance of Flag, complete with a my life for you utterance, the introduction of Blaine, the tour of the wastelands, and the incredible final page. The plot is like Blaine itself, hurtling you across a fantastical and dangerous landscape so fast you can't even keep up. And the threat of the train, and like the threat of the train, you smash right into nothingness. So yes, um, Stephen King successfully wraps up the plot. Does the conclusion serve the theme, the symbolisms, the motif? Yes. Um, with the, the, the thematic weight of the death of Jake from the gunslinger weighing on Roland and the question of redemption possible by bringing Jake back into this world and then fighting to keep Jake alive, yes. Um, it serves the, the themes of redemption um, in this book. The next question uh, is, what is the most famous scene in the novel, and does it appear in the conclusion of the story? This is not—I um, mean, it, it's its a question that I like to pose, because if the answer is that the scene does fall within the final—within the ending of the book, then it uh, it's kind of a win for, for that book. Um, but if it doesn't take place, it's not the book's fault. But the question is, where to begin? I mean, is it Shardik in the beginning, is it the, the, the doorway scene um, when they pull him through? Is it the introduction to the rose? Um, is it the trip through the wastelands? You know, is it the labyrinth? There's so many to choose from. So I, I honestly don't know um, what the most famous scene in the novel is because every scene is beautifully rendered on the page um, and completely harrowing. Are there other factors that we need to consider here? Uh yes, we need to consider the fact that this is um a cliffhanger. Uh and King does not do cliffhangers very often. He's really he doesn't really give himself an opportunity to do cliffhangers very often because he doesn't write um many uh many series like these um but there's a cliffhanger here. There's a cliffhanger in, in the song of Susanna. Um, Is there a cliffhanger in *Wolves with a Collar*? But well, I don't know. It just it 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 sort of changes the conversation around the ending because um, the 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 ending, the way that most people consider endings to be, um, which is the last thing you read, rather than the way that I have been internalizing the ending is the final structure of of the story, beginning after the climax and moving to the time you 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 close the book for the final time um the, the the ending by design is is not designed to give you um much of a resolution because it does end on um an inhale of breath and you're not allowed to exhale until you start reading uh, Wizard and glass so that's just something that we we need to consider that that by design it is different um but to me, whether you, you, you don't factor in everything I talked about or you do factor in everything I talked about, because it is by design, it is incredibly effective no matter what. All right, so I got two questions to ask myself. The first of which is, do I like the ending? The answer is, yeah. Yeah, clearly, I do. Um, the next question is, is it a good ending? And I would say that, yes, because of everything that I talked about, from a character perspective, from a plot perspective, from a thematic perspective. Um yes, it is a very good ending. And I I, I have come to, to really dislike rankings. Um, but with that said, if you were to rank the endings of of the works of Stephen King, um it would be hard to not put the wastelands um in the top tier of of his endings. It is a very, very solid and well beloved um ending uh, to his books. So, I'm sorry. This wasn't a super long episode. Um, I wish that it was longer. Um, but sometimes when you have nothing but praise, you know, there's really not much more to say. Uh, so, let's look at the Tatley. Uh-oh. That's not good. Um, because I, I happen to like dun-dun-dun 19 out of 19 endings um, And then, so far in this endeavor, uh, based on the criteria, I've determined that 17 out of 19 endings are, objectively speaking, good. Um, Appropriate that uh, this is our 19th examination, Um, that it happens to be a Dark Tower book. That's great. So... Um, if you have any thoughts on the wastelands on the ending or any of the books that I have covered so far, r- write into Stephen Kingcast at Yahoo.com. Next week, I'm gonna be turning my attention to Needful Things. Um, this will be an interesting one. Um so I-, I really do want your opinions on on needful things um, and the end and and you know the ending of needful things. So write into Stephen Kingcast at yahoo.com uh for for that one. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. On Instagram, on Facebook, um, I've been active more on Twitter, though, just for the good of, of whatever's left of my soul. I just wonder if I should get rid of Twitter. Um, you know, obviously, social media has has brought us all together, but I I think it's probably for the best if, if we, none of us ever had social media. Um, I have no idea why I'm saying this. Other than saying that, hey, you can follow me on Twitter if you want. I just don't know how long I'm going to be on it. I say that, but of course, I, like everybody else, will continue to stay on it. Um, all right. I'm kind of rambling at this point. It's been a long day as I record this. Um, so hit me up on uh, on email, yahoocom um, And if you have any spare time on your hands, I don't ask for any sort of monetary gain Um all I ask is that if you do have time, a review on iTunes would be greatly appreciated. So thank you, everybody. Um, stay safe out there. Um, and uh, may you have long days and pleasant nights. And I'll see you here next week. Where M-O-O-N spells, Stephen Kingcast.